Hello, I'm Pamela Davis. Welcome to episode 17 of the Well Done Life podcast. Hello, I'm Pamela Davis, and welcome to episode 17 of the Well Done Life podcast. I'm so happy to have you here with me tonight. Tonight is Sunday, May 17th at 8.20 p.m., and how's everyone doing? I hope you've had a great week. I missed you guys last week, but I definitely wanted to take some time uh, to spend some time with my family and kind of relax for Mother's Day. I hope all the moms out there, all the people who are giving love and showing love to someone, had a wonderful day last week. And if this is your first time listening to the Well Done Life podcast, you've joined at the right time. This podcast is set up to help us build a community. It's a community of people sharing their experiences to help each other get better. It's really that simple. I started out by just sharing my journey. And now eventually, once everything is kind of passed, probably with the coronavirus, I'll get to the point where I can bring on some guests and hopefully begin to lay the foundation more so that we can build this community of people striving to live our best lives. Because as we can kind of all see with everything going on in the world, now is the time to live our best life right now. So I wanted to hop on this week and talk to you guys about graduations. Um, I definitely am not graduating. It's been quite a while since I have, but some of you may be graduating or know friends or family or even have children who are getting ready to make that plunge into the real world. And I've been looking at a lot of things about it and just thinking about how different it is right now with the way that things are setting up. Um, I remember for myself when I graduated from high school in uh, 1991 it was such a different time back then. Um, my, lo- my eyes, I have to admit, weren't as open to the things of the world. So I was just fresh and new. I'm trying to even think back to some of the moments, but 91 was a great year. I was so happy. My graduating class, there were 500 of us who graduated, and we were just so ready to go out and tackle the world, I thought. And it's just an amazing time. And I just kind of feel so sad for the high school students this year who are graduating, who aren't having that experience. Because I remember getting up, getting dressed, going to graduation, and then going and hanging out with my friends and coming home the next day after having breakfast with them and just laughing and just feeling so open and ready for the new adventures. I could not wait personally to leave my house and go to college. I was just so ready to start living my life as I thought an adult should live. And I thought college was what that was all about. And then I think back even then graduating for college, how different that is. Um, I graduated in 1995 from Florida A&M University in Tallahassee. And it was such an experience for me. I remember that cold Saturday morning sitting outside in a Bragg football stadium and my parents watching me cross the stage. And I just felt so invigorated. So again, ready to tackle the world. But I was wiser from my high school experiences to college and just so full of promise I felt, you know that this education that I had gotten, the friendships that I had made, were going to prepare me to tackle the world. So again, it kind of makes me think for those kids who are graduating, how are you feeling? Uh, When I graduated from school, I remember from college, our keynote speaker 
was Dr. Cornell West. And I, I don't remember, I hate to say it, too much of what he said, but I'm sure it was super inspiring. And this year, um, I really liked looking at all of the celebrities come out and try to offer words of, of encouragement to the class of 2020 because you're graduating at such an unusual time. Unfortunately, with COVID-19, there's so much uncertainty. So many things have been exposed with COVID-19. And I think about what it must be like to face so many unknowns in the world right now. And my heart goes out to you. But then I know it probably is going to sound a little crazy, but I'm actually a little envious of that feeling too, because this is very interesting for me to say probably, but I'm going to say it because I think a lot of us may feel this way and not be able to articulate it. But when we were younger, growing up and coming out into the world in this way, we were not equipped the way the class of 2020 is equipped to go out and face the world. And when I say that, I say that to mean is that we didn't see, or for myself, I didn't see the complexities that really make up the world. And when I say that, I mean when I was younger or even, yeah, I would say high school, going into the world, going into Florida a and I kind of went into that situation very limited in my perspective. I grew up in a predominantly white middle-class world. I went to an all-black high school because of the zoning that was in my area. And then full transparency, I never wanted to go because I was so used to going to predominantly white schools. And I remember hearing rumors of people getting attacked and brutalized that it made me uncertain about going to the high school that I went to. I was I was really afraid. I actually asked my parents to go to private school and my parents looked into it, but the private school that I wanted to go to, which was uh, St. Thomas Aquinas in Fort Lauderdale, they the cost of going to school there over four years was the cost of my parents buying a house. I mean, my parents were middle-class people, but like we didn't, they didn't get their first house until I got ready to go to high school. So for my family, that would have been a choice of either continuing to live in a pop in an apartment with no ownership so that I could go to a private school or creating ownership and I just learned how to suck it up and go to public school. And don't get me wrong, going to Dillard um, to public school, I went to Dillard High School. That's where I graduated from in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and was one of the best experiences that I ever had. I learned so much going there, and academically, they were extremely strong. And I never really, I never had an issue. It, it wasn't like that, because again, that kind of goes back to, you know, allowing people's perceptions of how they think something is to make you feel fear and to doubt you and to make you feel like you might be taking the wrong course. But long story short, I wound up thriving there. I did really well. Um, I graduated in the top 10% of my class. I was one of who's who's American high school students. I was in the ROTC. I was active. I did different things. And I was a nerd. I was very happy with that. I was very focused on my education because I was always raised with an understanding that in order for me to get ahead, in order for me to do better, 
I had to pursue my education at the highest level, especially as a black woman. There would just be no ifs, ands, buts about it. I had to do that. So going to high school, I just, I managed to learn how to fit in with the nerds, or as um, one of my old teachers used to call us, the intelligentsia. And I found my place. But it was one perception of the world. And that perception was that we could get along. We could interact black and white and learn how to get through and survive together because the white people that did go to my school, they were more performing arts students or they were just there for busings or whatever. There was no issue, you know? And then graduating from that and going into Florida A&M, I could go 30 days, if not longer, if I really chose to without seeing someone of another color outside of black. And it was... It created a, a perception in my mind of how strong and intelligent as a race we could be. And that was one of the reasons why I went to Florida and my parents felt like I needed that experience because that was not really where I wanted to go. I wanted to go to Spelman or go out of state. But my parents were like, no, you need to stay and get a little bit blacker in your experiences. And so that it can cultivate your strength more and you will be better suited here. So I went and I thrived. I wound up meeting some of my closest friends there. And it's it's just amazing carrying friends, even from high school through college till now. Again, so amazing. But I look back on all of that and I, again, still think about how the blinders were on. Because the things that we are seeing now, they probably were occurring back then, but we didn't have social media. We didn't have constant barrages of images of our bodies being strewn across the news and through words and videos all the time in front of us. So it was very easy to be able to separate. It was very easy to get caught up in just trying to achieve, that you lose sight of what the reality of the world is. And it creates a blinder that we really can't afford to have, especially going into these days and times. So it makes me think about the kids that are graduating right now. You have grown, the kids of 2020 have grown up and seen racism firsthand. They've seen economic, sociological inequities firsthand. They've seen it and now they can know that they are aware that the world is made up of different layers and hopefully it will inspire them to be the generation that we need where they help us grow past it and they help us build past it. That's why I said I'm kind of, I'm a little envious of this group because yes, you're graduating in such a painful time, but you're graduating with full disclosure. You're graduating with a sense of honesty of what the what you face in the world. You know, back when I was younger, okay, you thought education was the key to everything and that you were after you did really good in college, you were gonna go out here and get a really great job. I think about my first job out of college. I worked part time. Um, I got temp I tempt at my parents' company and I worked there for I wanted working there for five years, but I had to bust my behind to get ahead. And then I think about it, I fought uh, perceptions of me and 
getting into that corporate mindset, especially as a black woman in that corporate mindset of how you have to come across as soft and how you have to come across as agreeable and flexible with your thinking and be extremely articulate. So many, again, pressures and veils and mirrors. You learn how to play the game. But now it's like this new generation, you know the game is there, but you get to move and maneuver in it differently because you know it's there. You see what it is for what it is. You see the truths of people. You're not blinded like we were in my generation where it was smoky mirrors and lies and you had to navigate through. Now you are actually in a generation of openness and honesty to a fault. <laughs> and it's uncomfortable and aggravating and annoying and it's sometimes even disgusting. But it is the truth. And I hope that this next generation, this new generation coming up in 2020 realizes that that's a success opportunity for you. That's a strength because we didn't grow up that way and how you can leverage that knowledge to help you be better. So I think about that. And again, like I said, I just I do feel envious because to be able to grow and to get into this world even as uncertain as it is, with a sense of honesty, will equip you to be strong. And I hope that this next generation goes forward with so much strength. And I think about the fact I'm not a parent. And I can only imagine for parents what that must be like, letting their children go off in this world. We have pandemics. We have racial violence. It's just so much, so many things being leveled at this new group, the fear and the concern what that must be like. And the only thing I can offer or I would say is if I were a parent, the main thing that I would be trying to focus on is cultivating a level of communication with my children where they could feel like they could be honest with me no matter what. That's the one thing I think that would serve this generation well. Because it's not like you can go out there and tell them that everything is going to be perfect. It's not. The only thing that they can do is communicate their feelings, understand that they're in a a cycle, and that they can get out of this cycle with hard work and effort and collaboration, and that there's the sky is the limit for them because they are the breaker of chains. They are the breakers of all the things that held us back as that older generation, it doesn't have to hold them back as this newer generation. They're the ones that, unfortunately, it's going to fall to to be able to dig us out and to help us grow and be better because in certain areas, we, we didn't. And maybe that just wasn't our place, that wasn't our time, it wasn't our opportunity. But this new generation has such an opportunity to do amazing things. And I wish them all, all the, the best. And I wish for all the parents of the new generation coming out now, strength and fortitude, because I could only imagine what it must be like to let your babies go into this world. It would frighten me, so I, I know it's frightening you. <laughs> and it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing how time flies. It wasn't too long ago that that was us out there getting ready to cross stages and enter into this new world. And now this new world leads to 
children sitting in a living room or standing in front of their house with their graduation cap and gown on and getting it in the mail. The personalization, the celebration isn't there, but it doesn't mean that the achievement isn't there. It doesn't mean that the opportunity wasn't there. So hopefully it'll spark this next generation to go forward proudly and boldly and strongly. And we'll be there to help support them and share our opportunities and our experiences with them so that they can be better and help them navigate it. That's why I said again, it's it's all about communication. I don't have children, but I would be a resource for anyone who would need me to be to share the experiences that I've had because I'm just kind of high level skimming over the top talking about some of the things that I've gone through. And I'm sure there are many parents who probably listen to this, or even if you're not a parent, you can imagine some of the things that you've went through and seen in your time. And just imagine how you would have faced it now with the knowledge that these kids are getting. And yes, knowledge does is power, but it also carries a heavy weight. It carries a lot of responsibility. So I hope that as this next generation goes forth and as elders, we remember that we should be supportive of them because they carry a lot emotionally going forth out here. It's so hard. It's so hard. And being able to carry all of that is a lot for them. So I hope that we can be a resource as they go forward. They're going to hear lots of fancy speeches from a lot of fancy people, but ultimately real life scenarios are going to face them. And we have to be there to help guide them through that because we're the ones who know what it's like. And we have to encourage them to break the walls and be supportive of them. So I'm encouraged. And it just, like I said, made me think about what I would have done back then knowing what these kids know now and just thinking about the differences because it wasn't that long ago that it was us out here trying to figure it out and we have to be able to be supportive and understanding of this next generation is so important for us to step into our elder roles and understand that there will be opportunity where we will either coach our children or someone else's child or some adult or what have you may that will be asking for our encouragement and our feedback on how things were and how they can make it better. And we have to be open to that. So I just wanted to kind of talk about that because I think that this is such an uncertain time for this next group coming out and getting ready to face this world. But I hope that we can maybe all think back to what it was like when we were their ages and we were going through these major life-altering events and thinking about how we can support them and encourage them because we need them. This is the generation that will change our world. This moment has changed our world. So we have to look back at where we've come from to how we've gotten here now. Think about the things that we wish we could have done differently and share those experiences and give feedback so that these young people can go ahead and shape their experiences to be better. Because ultimately, that's really what it's about. We never want anyone to emulate what we did. We always want them to exceed it. Because when they exceed it, that's where greatness comes from. So I wish all the parents of children going out in the world from high school to uh, college and even to middle school and beyond, I wish you the best. I can only imagine what it must be like to see your children off into this wonderful world like this. So good luck and I stay strong. And to the kids that are making these journeys, I pray the best for you. Just be yourself. 
You're going to make mistakes and it's going to be okay. But just know that you are supported and encouraged and loved. And that we will be here as elder statesmen to guide you, to give you feedback, and to help you develop and go forward. So hopefully this will turn into a tragedy that turned into a triumph versus anything else. Don't get stuck in what you didn't get. Get stuck in what you will get, what is to come, because greatness is on the other side of this. So I just wanted to say just something to think about. I hope it's not a coherent because I feel like my thoughts are all over the map today about this, but it's just kind of been something that I've been thinking about. I could just only imagine what the fear and the confusion must feel like for everyone. But we kind of have to look at this as an opportunity to go out and support each other and encourage everyone to get better. So I wanted to just talk about that this evening. And at the same time, again, want to say thank you to all the people on the front lines doing everything that they can to make us comfortable. Thank you. And to everyone at home, stay well. Take care of yourselves as we're opening up. Be careful. You know, really think about what you're trying to accomplish. Don't go out here, you know, making mistakes or doing things that you know you really shouldn't be doing that it can put you back in a position where you could possibly get sick or get other people sick. We have to think about each other wherever we can. And if you'd like, please like, follow, share, and subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, all places where podcasts are found. Podcasts are found, excuse me. You can also email me at thewelldonelife at gmail.com or reach out to me on social media at I am Pamela L. Davis on Twitter, as well as Pamela Davis on Facebook and Instagram. I definitely would love an opportunity to connect with you. Your feedback helps me get better and helps me be stronger with my thoughts and helps pull things together because, again, this is about building community. So I really appreciate you all joining me on the journey. I wish you the best. I hope you have an amazing week, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.